Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. over and over again. You adjust filters, echoes, acoustic qualities. You combine segments of magnetic tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. before. For the Metal Gear Solid movie? Oh, I hadn't even bothered looking at any of them. I was looking to find an article about it to see who was producing it. Uh, yeah, well, it looks like there is a wiki and everything for it. Some kind of nature, some kind of fool, some kind of magic wraps it around you and you. some kind of majesty, some kind of cool their album Plastic Beach that came out in 2010. Uh, you know what my favorite part about the beach is? The tide rising up and crashing through. This is Dot and Ziggy with the flood. Keep your death threats to 140 characters or less and we did it right that time. <laughs> you know, I was thinking we really got to come up with a way to kind of explain what the show is off top and why people may be sending us death threats. Cause like, you know, for new listeners, when you check it in and it's like the first thing that people say is, <laughs> keep your death threats, threats to 140 like, characters well, or less. What the fuck am I getting myself into? <laughs> well, we don't yeah. generally pull punches here. This is the show where we take a few of the week's, you know, headlines, a few of the things that you may have missed and we condense them down into about an hour and a half, sometimes two Longer, yeah. depends. I mean, it gets, it gets kind of hard to condense a full week's worth of shit into an hour and a half. But I mean, we try to take some historical context. We try to make it a little bit yeah. more cohesive for everybody here. Like I said, this is the show where we take what's been trending throughout the week. We talk about everything but the weather. <laughs> and we try to make sense of it for you. Because we know you don't have the time. I mean, it's hard for us to find the time. It right? is. <laughs> but we do it. For you. For y'all. So, what are some of the things we got to talk about this week, Zig? Uh, so, we have... Dogecoin is going to be worth infinity dollars. <laughs> infinity. Or 28 cents. And beyond! Uh, one of my favorite shows is getting a new season. Uh-huh. Police still are fucking up. Oh, uh, man. NFTs on the rise, or are they about to crash? I don't know. Mm. Somebody pissed off LL Cool J, and they really have to remember that they <laughs> don't have to do that. They shouldn't do that. That's poking a bear. Who do you think has more range? Will Smith or Jamie Foxx? I saw that argument trending. Speaking of Will Smith, Apple and Will Smith have moved their film production out of Georgia. Bye, Georgia. 
And speaking of Georgia, uh, Usher may have been caught paying <laughs> strippers with fake money. I also saw that one. <laughs> that is a brilliant marketing scheme right there. <laughs> Ush bucks. Let's talk about it. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, there's actually been quite a bit happening this week, and that's not really even to get into uh, the main discussion, which we'll, you know, we'll have in the later half of the show. Or even just some of the quick news updates. Yeah, I mean... There's a lot of cool trailers that came out. Uh, yeah, did you see... The uh, trailer for what? Oh God! What movie? The one movie that I saw the trailer for that I'm really excited about. Have you seen it? Yeah. Nobody. No, I haven't seen the trailer for that. Hold on, let's look that up real quick. So it's an action movie starring. Wait for it. Bob Odenkirk. I may have. I think I know what this is. And what is exactly the premise of the movie? John Wick is in, he's a uh, retired hitman, it seems like. But uh, instead of just, you know, living by himself with a dog, he has a family. Okay, yeah, nope, I did see this. This trailer has been playing in between, like, YouTube commercials and stuff like that. It looks really good. Yeah, it's like he's like a sleeper cell dead in modern suburbia kind yeah. of guy. Almost like a retired bodyguard kind of thing. I'm getting like if John Wick was in Walking Tall. See, okay, this movie looks good and it looks interesting, right? But here's the thing about timing, right? Yeah. Like, culturally, keeping things in context here as we tend to do with the show, a movie about an angry white guy pushed to the edge, right? Seems kind of like bad timing <laughs> at the moment. And it sucks, because here I am, I really am saying that this movie does look fun, right? It looks good. Yeah. The first set of, you know, uh, punching bags he gets into it with are, like, douchebaggy white uh, thugs. Yeah. So... Probably Eastern European. It's not, like, bordering on, um, what, is, what was that Clint Eastwood movie? Uh... Which one? The neighborhood or something like that. Oh, yeah, where he was just a, he was the angry white guy. Yeah, get off my lawn. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel like that. Or what was that other Bruce Willis movie that just came out a couple of years ago where he was like another angry white guy that was finally pushed over the edge? Wow, it sounds like a lot of Bruce Willis movies. Right? <laughs> right? But this feels like... You walk through an entire movie with no shoes. Yeah. Nobody feels like a... Uh, wait, Bruce Willis did? or Yes, that's in Die Hard. Oh, wow. Wait. That's like one of the most important parts of Die Hard. Are you me that through the entirety of Die Hard... He's not wearing shoes. That's bullshit. I don't believe that. So, the trailer I was talking about, though is Army of the Dead. So have you seen this Is this like the yet? Bruce Campbell? No, this is um, the George Romero, like Day of the Dead, Dawn of the oh. Dead. Another remake. No, this is, I guess, uh, would be not a sequel, but like a follow-up. Oh, and it's from Zack Snyder. Yeah. Yep, we're gonna expect a lot of slow-mo out of this. So, a lot of dark camera angles. Dave Batista. That looks just like the inside of Horseshoe Casino. Watching the trailer for everybody yeah. <laughs> listening. 
you know, it's post-apocalyptic wasteland setting. You know, the people who I guess have survived the zombie apocalypse are now adapting in that fallout. Everyone's style. a hard ass. Yeah, everyone's a hard ass because it's a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. You oh, know. I'm getting like Mad Max vibes. Yeah, Mad <laughs> Mad Mad Max vibes. <laughs> mad Mad Max vibes. Mad 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 Mad. mad. <laughs> Look at that. You know the heavy army aesthetic. Shirts off, chainsaws, pegs out, chainsaws out. For some reason. What do What do you think the um, use for money would be in a post-apocalyptic society? Kindling. Look at all. Look at this. Gives me uh, what is that fucking video game that came out where you were like in the middle of a zombie apocalypse in the middle of the mall. Um, it's Dead Rising. Dead, yeah, Dead Rising. It gives me this movie gives me Mad Dead Rising vibes. Like those are some epic looking zombies though. Yeah, and the whole thing is they're intelligent, right? Like so they're smart. They're now becoming more human. Look, I mean, did you see the way that zombie yeah. was like ducking and weaving? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. We probably can't even include the clips for this shit in the video. Sorry, guys. No, I'm sure we can. That's fair use. Netflix is getting free Are advertising. You sure about that? And then, I don't know. Yeah, maybe Netflix won't copyright strike us, but we might have to be careful with that. Fair use. Somebody wants to TLDR us the YouTube copyright laws, that'd be great. So essentially what this movie is... Send us a YouTube video on YouTube copyright laws. ...is a heist movie in a zombie apocalypse post-apocalyptic post wasteland. A heist movie in a yeah. post-apocalyptic wasteland. Zombie wasteland, yes. What are they trying to steal? Money. Because apparently currency still has some kind of use. So, I mean, I don't know. Looks hot. That me. looks good. It looks hot to me, son. That's all I'm saying. So, um, speaking of hot, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is apparently doing. Captain big Falcon numbers. Soldier Winter Desu Chan. I, however, have not watched any of it. I'm a week behind. Um, but from what I'm expect some turtle takes. Hearing though, it pulled in more debut streams than um, WandaVision That doesn't surprise me. It's a lot more action-packed of a pilot. I don't know, because I'm also hearing from, you know, some people that it's boring and predictable. So... I can also get that. Um, <laughs> I saw a very interesting take from um, a YouTuber I follow who I'll have to include in the um, video to promote her work. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> the take was, should a black man want to be Captain America <laughs> in today's day and age? And I was, <laughs> whereas, you know, I once again will point you to her page for that discussion. We're not going to have that discussion here. <laughs> it was an interesting take, though. It does remind me of something Jalen said about, or Jalen Rose said about the sixth. That wasn't us. <laughs> that wasn't us. We weren't gonna say anything. That's all you. Look, man, especially after um, incidences that have been going on with, like, you know, Dante Wright and um, the young man Adam Toledo over in Chicago. Like, it's. But I don't. Okay, so the discussion I guess I wanted to have is what impact do you think 
a black Captain America would have on representation in a time like now. Because not only is Marvel moving forward with um, black Captain America on screen, but they have also introduced a female black Captain America in the comic books. Um, Nichelle Wright will now be the uh, black female version of Captain America. It's a good last name. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> also, I think this is a, a hilarious question for you to ask me. Consider, all right, so, right, considering you're the white guy. <laughs> not, not only that, but because of my project for school. So everybody in school, I'm in a history of hip hop class. And one of the questions, one of the assignments was I had to come up with five questions relating to race, power, and politics in hip-hop. So I've spent the past, like, four or five days basically interviewing Doc on all of these types of topics, <laughs> and here he is asking me. Flipping, turning the tables, ooh, what a title shift! Part of me while the white guy speaks for Black America. <laughs> no, but what do Again. you think? So, um, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So, from your perspective, though, as a white guy growing up in America, what difference do you think it would have made to you as a white child seeing a black Captain America? For me personally, none. None? You don't think For me personally, none. Because I told you, like, I grew up watching Static Shock, and that was right. just a superhero TV show. Fair. Fair enough. Like, to me, the whole, like, I acknowledge, like, different races and everything and I got it but I didn't realize there was like an issue until I was older. I just thought like oh you're a black guy oh you're a white guy oh you're a woman oh you're an Asian person like that's fair um you didn't hold I guess you didn't assert like a value to the different like correct ethnicities and races yes it, one didn't mean more or less than the other one yep um cause for me I feel like Seeing a black Captain America as a young, you know, black child growing up in this country, I guess would instill an innate sense of ownership to your place in this country. Like, you know, the current discussion at hand is, is this country going to be a, for lack of better term, safe space for ethnicities outside of, you know, the white spectrum, or what is considered white in this country. Seeing in the media, because we, you know, we discussed that the media is like a fourth extension of the government, yeah. so, and including our movies and things like that, because oftentimes the United States government does have a hand at the way they are portrayed in a lot of these movies, especially military movies and things like yeah. that. Um, so when we're talking about Captain America, it feels like it's kind of the same, I guess, it would be the same notion that seeing black soldiers fight for the country during the Civil War had on, you know, the black citizens, the newly freed black citizens. It was the kind of- Side note, anybody on that topic, if you haven't seen the movie, watch Glory. Great movie. Um, 
It's also the discussion they're having in Will Smith's new Netflix uh, series, Amend. Like, it's the discussion that Lincoln and um, Frederick Douglass had upon, like, you know, freeing the slaves and what abolition meant for the country. And the whole discussion, I believe, was Lincoln wanted to send the slaves somewhere in to South America. Yeah. And um, Frederick Douglass was like, no, let them fight for the country so they will have a stake in what happens with this country. Yeah. And it's like, that's kind of how I feel like the representation of having a black Captain America may, and it's, of course, I'm talking like little impact here. Right, like yeah. this isn't going to, but it could. It's seeing a young. It would give a, you a direct connection to a sense of American nationalism, and not in a toxic way. Right, right. Seeing Captain America as a young black child, a you know, watching Anthony Mackie on screen may inspire a bunch of young black youth to join the military at some point. I mean, there's heavy, like, military propaganda all throughout Captain America, Yeah, right? But, like, Ironically the enough, there's also a there. lot of anti-military Well, and I would say anti-military complex, right? Yeah. Military-industrial complex. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's there, right? So, I don't know. I think it was, um, I... I don't think it's an empty-handed gesture, is all, I guess, what I'm getting in the long run. Because it's easy to look at those kinds of things and um, assume that it'll mean nothing in the end. Now, here's one. Especially while things like, you know, the Derek Chauvin trial was happening, um, the Dante Wright controversy is stemming the Adam Toledo It's not really a controversy, you just don't shoot people. Right. I mean, that's the whole other thing. Like, I thought to take the time to try and say something on social media about it, but it's also like, I'm just... We've said it so many times. There's nothing else to say, right? Like, even Pat Robertson came out and was like, Yeah. This is a... This this old man... Y'all y'all see what y'all did? The y'all patriarch of white people. Drug your old Christian grandpappy out. The great-grandpappy. And had him on the... At the 700 Club, sitting at that table with a gun and a taser in his hand, like... I mean, I don't understand how you mistake one for the other. Just, I mean, look at look at the difference. This one's yellow. <laughs> he handed it he off to the He straight up was like, host. this is yellow. <laughs> this is black. How do you confuse Son. the two? Son. And he was just like, it's disgusting. He was, what did he say? Derek Chauvin should be put under the jail. That was Pat Robertson who said that shit. Come on, man. I, do I have to say it? If me, if, hi, this is Doc, and if me and Pat Robertson agree on something, maybe it's time to really reconsider, like, the standards that we're using here. Yeah. It's, this shit is fucked. This shit is fucked. Break. He's angry! One day, I hope to be as good at editing as a professional TikToker. <laughs> Man, that shit ain't even funny, yo. For real, for real. Like, as soon as... 
I started, <laughs> as soon as I started trying to edit this video, I was like, oh, this is why YouTubers quit their jobs. What? Yeah. Because <laughs> this shit is going to take time. <laughs> time is going to take time. Speaking of time, it's time to talk about Netflix's new Gundam live action movie. The year is after Colony 195, Operation Meteor. In a move to counter the Alliance's tyranny, rebel citizens of certain colonies scheme to bring new arsenals to the Earth, disguising them as shooting stars. However, the Alliance headquarters catches on to this operation. Gundam Giant Robots! I love it! That's an anime they can do in real life! So, yeah, yeah, okay. I agree with you there, right? And... I'm just hoping it's not gonna give me Transformers vibes, right? I hope they make them look like Gundams Pacific, instead of well, just like swads of metal. I mean, the way they've Michael already had—they've already had practice with this, right? We've got two Pacific Rim movies. Yeah. So, um, and the dude who's slated to direct it, John Vot Roberts, has—I um, don't know if I'm pronouncing his John Voight Roberts. John Voight Roberts. You think it's Voight? Yeah, it's you think he's spelled related? the same last way as John Voight. You think he's related to Angelina Jolie? Maybe. I don't know. Um, Maybe he's John Voight's so, son? This dude directed, John Voight Roberts directed Kong Skull Island, which was good. It was good. The King of Summer, which I haven't seen, and Successful Alcoholics, which I haven't seen either. Sounds funny. Uh, the King of Summer. I've seen trailers and clips of that though, and it's a visually a pleasing movie. A pleasing. And when, when we're talking about Gundam, that's the most important part. Visually pleasing. So hopefully, I don't know, because there's two ways they can lean into this. Like I said, we can go Transformers Pacific Rim, or we can go Justice League. <laughs> the Snyder Cut or the Whedon Cut? Eat both of them. Like, the CGI in them was very um, uncanny the entire time. And whereas at points, it there were points where it looked good. But then there were other points where it felt like an acid trip. I have to give my eyeballs. I, I, have to, I have to begrudgingly give credit where credit is due here about the Snyder Cut. That last scene with Joker and Batman was really good. Ooh, so you are in the you think it was really good camp. Because there's tons of people out there, including me partially, right? Like, I have a foot in this circle where I'm like, that didn't need to be in the movie. It did not it didn't need, need to be, but it was it a very good interaction. Do you think it was a good interaction? I think it was a really inter interesting interaction. I, okay, interesting, yes. And I, I, I gotta, like... I felt for the, like... For the, 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 okay. That timeline okay. where, like, everything is destroyed, yes. the super psycho crazy Leto description of Joker is more believable. Okay. If it was just regular Gotham, I wouldn't buy it. So, with all that being said, I felt like the uh, shoehorned and use of the F word was totally unfucking necessary <laughs> Um, I also felt like the dialogue, and this is coming from somebody who, you know, loves Quentin Tarantino movies and shit like that. The use of dialogue was bloated. 
Like, I felt like the discussion went on for way longer than what the fuck it needed to. I felt like Jared Leto was being Shakespearean for no fucking... Like, it just felt like r slash I'm 14 and this is deep. Or maybe I'm 14 and this is deep. <laughs> I don't know. Look, man, I relate to Shinji Akari. Maybe I am 14 and it's deep. This, that was a deep cut. Back to the gun. Watch Evangelion. Oh, that's... Okay, but no, that scene, right, like... Go back and watch Evangelion and you'll get this. Um, that was a deep cut for all my battleheads. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know when this is gonna actually, like, when it's set to drop. But it is filming... They have a director. Um, I wonder what Gundam. It looks like they're going with the G Gundam, though the classic Gundam mobile suit Gundam. Yeah, mobile suit. Gundam. G Gundam is the one where they're in the fighting tournament. Oh yeah. And Gundam Wing is the the one we're all most familiar with, with like Hiro Yui, Duo Maxwell. I like, what is the Blood Orphan storyline? Iron Blood Orphan. Yeah. Iron Blood Orphans. Yeah, I need to finish that one. That storyline was really good. That would make a good, but that would make a good TV series, yeah. not a good movie. Yeah, yeah. They have the formula for a good Gundam movie. It's called Endless Waltz. Which one was that? It was the Gundam Wing movie. Oh, okay. Uh, where, yeah. where Gundam yeah. Wing Custom had the like full angel arms. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. That movie's really just Gundam porn. But that's all we want from the live-action Gundam. Exactly. <laughs> no. Like, the plot of this Waltz, I don't remember it, but it was awesome. Okay, like, I saw, I can't remember who I saw making this argument. They were talking about Pacific Rim, right? And it was like that good movie versus fun movie argument yeah. where it's like, I wanted to see a giant robot grab a plane out of the air and swing it at a monster like a baseball bat and yeah. I got that like I'm not mad about like the cheesy dialogue and shit like that yeah. and it's like I kind of feel the same way about like you know Transformers and shit like that like we wanted to see giant robots fighting okay it was hilarious to see Shia LaBeouf mixed in all of it though yeah, yeah. Um, that was great so you know what else is great apparently G4 will be bringing back Ninja Warrior. Like the Japanese Ninja Warrior? Like, I don't know if it's the Japanese Ninja Warrior, but they will exclusively be bringing back a, what did they say, 167 episode run of Ninja Warrior once the channel is set to launch. Very nice. We can, you know, that's another thing. I don't know if we discussed that when we. I were mean, that's another about... thing I've written my paper on. Another paper on was Ninja Warrior this year. So. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm uh, almost. I have to turn in my chicken nugget paper later today. <laughs> have you heard any? College is weird, everybody. Thing else about when the uh, G4 TV channel is set to drop? Nope. No. So, I mean, that's just another leak. All I know is we are going to know the moment it does because of Twitter. Black Panther 2 is set to start filming soon, and Ryan Coogler has decided that they will stay in Georgia despite, you know, the voter laws and everything like that because we were talking about Will Smith and Apple moving the filming of their movie Emancipation. Well, there's a lot... I mean, like, Will Smith moving moving a filming location for a movie like that versus moving a filming location for Black Panther 2 right. is a little more difficult. It, 
That's fair. Think uh, about how much infrastructure they probably just have put literally on the ground for yeah, that movie. Have sent down there for all of that. It would be the fact that Coogler made a statement shows that they had to. Con- they considered it though. Yeah. If uh, they didn't say anything, then that would have been a bigger indictment than if he said he did. He wasn't gonna move. Mm, good point. Good point. Speaking of Will Smith, uh, there was a discussion being had this week on who had more range. And, you know, I put a couple of polls out there to see what, you know, the feelers on the ground were. But what do you think? If we're talking straight up range, Jamie. Jamie can do stand-up. Mmm. Mmm. But Will has had a solid comedic acting career, too. Yeah, but Jamie can also rap and sing. Mmm. I don't know if Jamie can rap, but Jamie can definitely sing. So then, the, you know, the, somebody else, our man Jam brought that up. He was like, I would definitely want Jamie on a feature. I'm not going to call Will up and ask Will for a verse anymore. And I was like, damn, that's fucked up, especially considering that verse he just dropped for the Jordan Lucas track, Will Smith, or what was it, with Fresh Prince, I think yeah. it was called. <laughs> that verse was, <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. <laughs> It wasn't like, oh shit, Will Smith is back. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, <laughs> but it was like, okay, we, Will, we've talked we about this. You, we, we Will, gotta, you got to put respect on Will's name. You, yeah, you right. got to put respect. Like, he's not a joke. No, he's not. He's and not that's a joke. Why? And I feel like part of me, if I'm trying to cast. I like how we have this argument and immediately go to their musical careers. Exactly. That's where everybody went, right? When we're talking about range, we go outside of the realm of acting, right? Because Jamie can... He is a triple threat actor, honestly. Or a triple threat talent. I do... Comedy, drama, and music? I do, however, think that Will has better acting skills. And it's weird because Jamie is a good character actor. Right? Yeah. Like, Jamie can definitely get into different characters. He was great like, in the movie Collateral with Tom Cruise. Yeah. He's Baby Driver. I mean, like, okay, here's one where we can throw up two very direct comparisons. Okay. <laughs> Let's compare Django to Wild Wild West. <laughs> Don't do that to Outcast. <laughs> I also don't feel like it's fair to do the will either, right? Like, oh wow, I just got them confused. How about we throw all three of them? We'll go Django, Wild Wild West, Wild Wild. Nope, nope. I don't feel like it's fair to do the will because I feel like I even heard somewhere that Will was originally approached for the role of Django and turned it down at the time. He does have a squeaky clean kind of image. Taking on a role like Django, I can understand him being a little eh. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like Will has less flops than Jamie does. Is that fair? Do we feel like that's fair? But I think that also goes to say that Jamie's more willing to shoot. Like, we're talking Men in Black versus what? Miami Vice? He's Electro in Spider-Man. Right, okay, so yeah, like, we say Wild Wild West, then you could say Spider-Man, right? And then you got Ray versus Ali, right? Ooh, that's a good comparison. Ray versus Ali. 
I think they both won Oscars, too. Uh, you got Fresh Prince versus the Jamie Foxx show. Yeah, see, you can't even remember the Jamie Foxx show. But then you have, like, He's After singing. Earth. <laughs> Quite let him Gold go. Digger versus Fresh Prince theme song. Sneak together like that. Ooh, uh, secret pack. I don't know. She take my money. When I'm in need. Jarhead versus. Jarhead was really good. Bad Boys. Not Bad Boys. Oh yeah. How did I... Will Smith is in my favorite romantic comedy ever. He's in Hitch. <laughs> did you say Hitch? Yes. We went from. You're terrible, yo. Hitch is my favorite romantic comedy ever. I'm just God, that, like... that's a that's a big one. Oh man, Will might take it. God, that's a really good movie. Have you seen Hitch? It's fucking hilarious. Yes, I've seen it. Did you just ask me if I've seen Hitch? No, I'm thinking of what was the movie he did with a uh, fucking Harrison Ford. God, why don't we just have Zach as our resident Harrison Ford? Correspondent. It probably wasn't even Harrison Ford, right? Like I'm probably fucking that up. Why do we put Harrison? Ford Enemy in of the movie? state. Yeah, like Jarhead versus like Enemy of the State or Independence Day, like Concussion, I Robot. Like, do I really need to keep good seven, seven pounds. pounds? Like, okay. I okay. am Legend. <laughs> then I like I said, my. Ooh, that's Bikes, another one. Ah, that's another one. Any my... given Sunday, Dream Girl. Booty call. <laughs> Held up. Bait. Jamie, like, I mean, Jamie. I, I want to throw this out there. I feel a like. A lot more of those Jamie Foxx movies, cultural. That's fair, but I only feel like that's true because Jamie Foxx is a sleeper, right? Like, I feel like Jamie Foxx is historically slept on, and I feel like should be given way more credit than what he is. But, but. Do you think a lot of that is because a lot of his more work is cultural? No, I think it's cultural because of Hollywood. I think Jamie, I think Jamie's reach is far outside of the cultural aspect, right? Oh, yeah. Because people, when I took the poll, like, I'm not going to break down demographics for you, but a lot of the people who said Jamie <laughs> weren't just, like, cultural people, you know what I mean? But Jamie Foxx is slept on. Yeah. When you compare him to Will, though, it's hard to say who has better brains. Which is why I feel like people jumped into the musical realm. And they were like, I don't know, a Jamie track versus a Will track. Either way. Alright, so I guess let's... If you were going to make a show, which one would you start with? See, that's so fucking hard, Joe. I would like a show with both Jamie and Will. Okay. Can you imagine what kind of like numbers that would do on late night TV? What would Jamie and Will's characters be doing that they're interacting? Oh my god! What would that show be? I kind of want to make it a sitcom. It's got to be a sitcom. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking like almost like a parody of like a three camera sitcom. I'm imagining oh my I'm god, running Jamie a... and Will would fucking command a three camera sitcom. Are you serious? I'm thinking. They probably run a business together. Yeah, I immediately was going there. Maybe like a car dealership. I was thinking a pawn shop. A pawn shop? Jamie and Will run a pawn shop? No, no. Fail bond. There's a shirt that exists. <laughs> there is a shirt that exists. 
Jamie. Somewhere <laughs> in that city, it's white shirt. The front just says Baltimore. And the back is a bail bonds company. <laughs> oh my god, Jamie and Will run a bail bonds company out of Baltimore? Yes! <laughs> Come on. Bad Where Boys Bail Bonds! Bad Boys Bail Bonds! Where's the check? Where's the check? Where's the check, goddammit? <laughs> Alright. Oh, and Martin Lawrence is someone that they always have to bail out. Speaking of checks, <laughs> you remember Chris Crocker? The Leave Britney Alone guy? Yeah. So, Chris Crocker's original, or not a his original YouTube video, maybe not his debut YouTube video, yeah. but the one we all know him for. Leave Britney alone! Just sold as an NFT for $41,000. NFT? Yes. A non-fungible token. So, you know, internet art, right? Okay. Like, so, NFTs, for those who don't know, like are pieces of internet digital art that can now be sold with a token of certification, right? Like, so a token saying that this is this original piece of art and- Like this is the file? Yeah, that uh, a token, yeah. This is the file that is attached to a blockchain, right? Like, so that's what gives it the value is it's being attached to a blockchain. And that blockchain is being used as a token to provide ownership and authentication. Authentication <laughs> for your digital piece of art. That Chris Crocker video just sold for $41,000. NFTs have been like booming all over the place. Everybody has been making them from Snoop Dogg to uh, fucking Cottonelle has NFTs that they're saying like little gifts and stickers that you can have on your computer or in digital frames and things of that nature. Um, the market has been booming for quite a while now. Like I said, these NFTs are like, I think Skrillex sold an NFT for like $8 million. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not a joke. <laughs> like this is, um, and it's good because the good thing about these NFTs are every time that piece of digital art sells, the originator, like the creator of that art, piece gets a piece of the profit right like a certain percentage of that profit and because it's digital they can like you know the trade every time it's sold it can be traced so that part is cool the not cool part is it's attached to blockchain and if i don't know what you guys know about blockchain all i know is you run your computer and buy heroin you run your computer a lot which means and it takes a lot of computing power to source those blockchains, to mine blockchains and all that stuff, it leaves a huge carbon footprint, right? So this is another, it's just another aspect of the NFTs that should be considered when looking into how sustainable the market is. I, my first reaction is this is super dumb, but I've said that about a lot of things. Right. I and think, look I, at Dogecoin. I think that was a lot of people's uh, initial reaction to it, but like the cool aspect of it, like I said, is for the artist, right? So now your digital artwork, like if you create a gift that goes viral and shit like that, you can now sell the original like code for that gift. <laughs> Essentially what you're selling is the code for that gift. But right? we're not like, sellouts here at the Flood. I mean... Yet. yet. Look, if somebody... <laughs> if, 
I'll create an NFT of the original. <laughs> uh, we could sell the original audio for the episode that hasn't been released yet as an NFT. Like the original, original audio? Yeah. I think I still have that. Exactly. You know, I, I think there's like five people that have heard that. We might be. Mm, look, there's like see five that? people I think that That's have heard That's exclusivity it. right there. So, we might be willing to let that episode go for, I don't know, like 55,000. We'll start. We'll start 55,000. CNN feels the same way that you do, and they seem to think that the NFT boom isn't going to last much longer. They see prices and stuff diving, but I just find that funny because this Chris Crocker video just sold for $41,000, right? Like, and it's just a video of a guy laying in bed screaming, leave Britney alone! Yep. So, I don't know. It's something. Ooh. Here's something that I just thought of. Or... Do you want to go with my random thought, or do you want me to go with my rational and reasonable transition from what we were just talking about? Can you wedge them into one? No, let's go with the rational and reasonable one. <laughs> let's go for it. You know how I'm talking about, I've been talking about how the economy should be based on expensive cardboard, right? Mm -hmm. Shiny expensive cardboard? I mean... Target is now putting a limit on how many packs of Pokemon cards you uh, can buy. I saw this. I Every single retailer's shelves are bone dry. They're limiting it to three packs of Pokemon cards and, and, they are only releasing them at 8 o'clock on Fridays when the truck comes out. <laughs> Do you see what you weaves have done? <laughs> Do you see what you weaves have done? Now we can't even... Now we're being restricted, right? Now, ooh, big government and they regulation, except it's not big government, right? It's, it's big corporation and they regulation. Ooh, bars. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> infinite magic product, because fuck Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> Yeah, you can still go buy as many magic booster packs as you need to, especially if you have that, oh, uh, what was that one card you sent to me? The one you needed a booster pack to play? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like so that card, that card is like a one-of-a-kind card, but I did send you this magic um, card. I, no, no shit. No reason. <laughs> Please explain to them the reason so, why. The reason that it's made for, like, Wizards of the Coast employees, but what the card does... Oh, you didn't tell me that card. Yeah, it, like, they made, like, three copies, and they gave them to Wizard of the Coast employees. But the fact that they put this onto a card in general... Still. So, when you play the card, you have to open a pack of magic cards. And then you get to use that pack of magic cards. And every time you play the card, you have to open a new pack of magic cards. Okay. You have to literally buy product to use this card! Right, I was gonna say, so for people out there who aren't familiar with the game... That means, in order to use the card, you have to have a brand new booster pack of magic cards. Unopened. <laughs> Every time you use the card. And it's not even just like once a game. Like, you can use the card more than once That's a game. Like, Every time you use the card, you have to have a new pack of cards. You can't open the same pack and play with it. Be like, so yeah, you have to have infinite. Damn, that game went really long. It cost me $24. How much is a booster pack? $4. Well, it depends on the booster pack. Are they premium booster packs? Or are they theme booster packs? That's crazy. Are they blister booster packs? Mystery booster packs? Draft boosters? 
You see, there are all these different fucking products that wizards keep throwing at us, so we don't even know what they are anymore. What we do know is what the new Kanye West uh, Gap brand logo is going to look like. Um, you like how I slid that in there? I probably could have did the transition a little bit cleaner. Hey, you know what we do know, though? <laughs> what the new Kanye West Gap brand logo is going to look like. Look at that. You see that? That's improvement, guys. Always strive for better. Yep. Uh, it's going to look exactly like the Gap logo, except for replace the GAP with the YZY for you. Um, so. <laughs> I kind of like that, actually. Yeah. I kind of um, like that. I'm still trying to decide how I feel about this whole Kanye West and Gap um, collaboration. Um, I don't know if I would have seen it coming, you know, when fucking late registration and college dropout came out like I mean I guess I don't know because Kanye was probably wearing Gap polos back then right like back we are... polos are hurt to rock I'm still waiting to see if these clothes are going to continue to look more like his you know homeless line of clothes that he released Dare a couple leaked. years ago <laughs> don't don't you try to highbrow reason <laughs> with this shit that's actually lowbrow that's quote Zoolander mmm <laughs> Lowbrow, highbrow. Only here at the flood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, Netflix has announced that season three of Castlevania is dropping. You pause that for a second. <clears throat> so, uh... Um... There's, uh... <laughs> There's some new stuff coming out that I'm excited about. Uh-huh. What's, what's that? Is Castlevania Season 4! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for those of y'all just listening, <laughs> my man really brought the chain whip out just now. That shit is crazy. I really want to see you use that bitch one day, just once. Just, just, just someone really stepped to me? Yeah, I just want to see how effective that motherfucker is in, like, real combat, right? Like, well, I mean, all right, so I've told you before, like, when I... That's a heavy-looking yeah, When I put this first heavy link, because that one link like, at the end is the heavier one, yeah. I started just, like, swinging it at, um, at a concrete wall at Fort Armistead. Yeah, don't and forget I'll, my table is glass, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. My man said, look, I'm good with this. Chill. I'll spin this thing in my room and I have a glass desk and a glass dresser. Or glass, like, pan on the dresser. I'm just like, you know what, it's, it's fine. But yeah, I was hitting uh, the cement wall and it was taking chunks out of the concrete. Okay, right, because that's kind of my point. Speaking on Castlevania for a second, I feel like a chain whip, a chain whip is a blunt force weapon, not a dexter. Uh, yeah, it's definitely more of a lashing weapon, where the the bull. I actually Periwinkle has a bull whip, so I actually got. You forks at Renfair. I never uh, exactly. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's, a, that's the like one of the only times I will accept somebody just randomly having a bull whip, right? Because it's not that random. If you work at Renfair, I can assume that maybe there's a lot of things I can assume about. It's you. a prop, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so anyway, the bullwhip is much more of a snapping weapon. Like you don't mm. spin it around yeah, at all. That's you a, you yeah, just that's a straight snap. Weapon. Right. Yeah. The chain whip, you have to keep momentum going or hold momentum in it. So yeah. you're either 
moving the whip or the chain around, right? Or you're holding the chain tightly constrained around your body, right? So, so when you open that energy, yeah. it comes out again, right? You can snap a chain for sure. You've right. seen me do it, yeah. but it will always come back into a spin, yeah. Where the bullwhip will just it will kill itself after you snap it. Exactly. Yeah. Once the energy has been exerted, it's it's gone. There's not much recoil with a bullwhip. Yeah, these. this is kind of think. like you would think. a I giant think. nunchuck, if you think about it that way. Yeah. And when you're spinning it, it's always straight. Right. So it's almost in that regard, manipulating it like a sword. So it's a giant nunchuck that you have to manipulate like a sword. When it's moving, yes, because mm -hmm. then the chain will be completely straight. Right. Because of momentum. There's a lot to consider, like, and to anyway, think about chain when you're trying to use it to beat somebody the fuck up. Yes! Especially, like, the fucking Lord of Darkness! Uh, uh, as you all can tell, I am a very big fan of Castlevania. I mean... Anyway, so season four, I'm really excited. So if I go off of my knowledge of the Castlevania timeline, which they've actually been doing really well... We should expect the next season to have a lot of focus on Hector, Trevor, like, going at it, and then trying to come together to fight something at the end. I, it's not exactly the way they're going with it, but it's... It's, have they, it's good. It's fucking good. Watch it. Okay. Because I, I stopped watching it the end of season one. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I'm a lot of other shit. I'm making excuses for why I don't watch TV. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's really good. It re like, visually, it's some of the best animation. Oh, yeah, no, I do like the art style, and I definitely, and it's, I'm always complaining about, like, that new cell-shaded thing they're doing in anime that, you know, the, the shit they did to Berserk. I hate it. I hate it. I, Doro Hidoro is really good, but I can't watch it because I don't like the art style. Castlevania to me looks just like super way. refined Avatar. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, it, and that is really good. So I should watch more of it. That's the reason why. Part of the reason why I like uh, Attack on Titan because the art style is really good. It's really unique. Yeah, somebody out there is probably like they do the cell shading in that too, but I don't. I don't know. I don't watch it. <laughs> so fuck. However, if I'm ever put into the situation where I do have to go full full Richter on someone, I will let you know how the chain whip works. Please. Please make sure you have somebody to do it. I will ask a random stranger. Somebody will come up and be like, Sir? You got a problem? You got a problem? I'll just be like, Film this. I'm Here about you go. to beat his ass. Stranger, record please. Also, I just want to let you know the optics of you beating a black guy with a chain whip. It's going to look awful. I never said it was a black guy. You did. Mm. This is fair. <laughs> I just, you know, it was something I felt like you should maybe consider when using. I didn't say it was a black your guy. Weapon of choice. You did. But then think about also the symbolism of the, you know, oh, I mean, we know the government's listening. Hi, Ted the Fed. But if I beat up a cop with the chain. Part of me feels like you shouldn't have said. But I'm glad it was you that said it. <laughs> See? Uh, it's all situational. Oh, man. 
Like, if I'm fighting a vampire with it, I'm doing the gods work. The gods. Doing the gods work. Take two. Speaking of gods work, why in God's name are they letting Joe Buck co-host or guest host Jeopardy? Yeah, this one, when you sent that to me, I was very perplexed, right? Because this feels like another, another perfect instance of the fans calling for something, like clearly calling for something, and I, the people at the helm going, yeah, no, we're going to go this way. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because right now the host is Aaron Rodgers. The internet has been told, like, the decision has been made, right? LeVar Burton. Everybody is like, LeVar Burton. What the fuck are you doing? LeVar <laughs> Burton would be perfect for this. He taught right? us all how to read. So. He's also did, a space Who did you Star say is the host? Joe Buck. No, who, right now, who? Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback for the Green what? Bay Packers. Why? I Why don't do know. Why do they keep going with football players? <laughs> who was the host before? JJ Watt? Why not just give it to the Harper? <laughs> At least let the man guest host to see, give him a tryout. That's what you're doing with Joe fucking Buck? Seriously? Joe Buck. He's terrible in both of his jobs already. Did they explain why they picked Joe Buck? Uh, probably because he's Joe Buck. And people know who Joe Buck is. I didn't off the top of my head. It took, like, a minute to think about it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been I doing guess... it, and apparently he's really good at it. I watched one episode with him in it, and he's pretty good. People who, I guess, yeah, are, like, into sports like that would... I don't know. I feel like, didn't Ken Jennings host it for a little bit? Too? Yeah, Ken Jennings was another one that they were talking about having host it. Oh, so they didn't let him guest host it? It would make more sense for Ken Jennings to guest host it. And he's been on the damn show long enough that That's he knows how to, how to play it, how to play the camera. It's so dumb. I don't understand what they're doing with this whole, like, let's, like, sports guys host it. I guess because, you know, it's a game Sports show. ball? I, guess, I don't know. Like, Aaron Rodgers is at least good. He, like, he's good at it. And Aaron Rodgers is, like, charismatic enough to be a good host. Fuck Joe Buck. You catch him at the right angle, he looks like a literal horse. Wow. I'll have to see if I can find the video for this. Um, I sent you this very interesting, I guess, it's got to be some kind of, like, DIY build, right? Like, the PS5... Nintendo oh, Switch yeah. mashup controller. Who the fuck asked for this? <laughs> I don't know. Clearly nobody asked for it. Somebody. It's kind of cool, but it like, was like it was just a, it was it was flex. It just made me think. Like, do you know what kind of damage that would do to the Xbox market if PlayStation and Nintendo joined forces? as it was originally meant to be, because you know the whole reason we have PlayStation is because Sony and Nintendo had, like, a some kind of deal, like a hardware deal together. Really? Yeah. And the deal went sour. Sony left and built the PlayStation. And now we have... Yup. I remember when everybody was like, why is Microsoft making a console? I remember that whole thing before the first Xbox. Yo, do you out. remember how chunky the first Xbox was? 
Yup. <laughs> that bitch was bigger than a fucking like office computer modem, yo. Like, yup. It was like if you take my laptop and stack three of them on top of each yeah, other. It, that bitch was a chunky motherfucker, yo. It was bigger than like old VHS players and shit. Like, you know you can mod the hell out of the old Xbox? I like the original it. Xbox? I believe it. They had you can mod the hell out of it. Insane. People like mod the hell out of the things. They put them in arcade boxes. Yep. And uh, like they'll play like Mario Kart on an Xbox. Oh, I'm sure those things make great emulators. Now, yeah. You know? like, <laughs> they use them as like emulator cases. Especially for old. Yeah. And then all you gotta do is build an arcade box, right? Put a monitor in that yeah. bitch. Bam. There you go. Look at that. For all you tech nerds out there, that's a project you can get into. This and woodworkers. And woodworkers. For all our. You have an overlap. Right. Come on. Um, just actually, like Levar Burton you know, and Jeopardy overlap. <laughs> yep. To bring it back. Teaching people how to read and then bring them to school. Speaking of bringing you motherfuckers to school, LL Cool J is tired of you people calling him Pop. <laughs> um, he does not appreciate it, and he may knock a motherfucker out. <laughs> yeah, people are always it's not because his mama told him to. Ooh, dad joke. <laughs> Impressed are you? I'm sure tons of people. Have I, know this, I know. I know. Now. I know this isn't L. And this is just a contemporary of his, but L wants to remind everybody that he ain't no joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he gotta prove it. I, I just under like, okay, we get it, Mister NCIS. Yeah, <laughs> like top cop, you got big muscles and shit, and you want everybody to take you seriously. Like, you remember there was a time where LL Cool J, I feel like, was set up to be where The Rock is now. Yeah, right. I could totally buy it. Yep. But then, how do you not consider yourself pop, sir? <laughs> what the fuck? Your debut single was "I Need Love." <laughs> Come on. I think it's probably because he sees himself as a, as a b boy. No, he sees himself as a battle guy. Like LL Cool J has always seen himself as like the king of fucking battle rap, right? Like back when battle rap was like more of a b-boy kind of scene you know what i mean um and lo cool j probably does have some kind of history <laughs> right lo cool j probably does some, have some kind of history for going to you know parties and killing battles but all old rappers talk about that shit snoop dogg say that shit lil wayne say that shit all the time some of it verified some of it not that's what LL Cool J, that's why he's got, he's the microphone king, son. <laughs> you can't take that from him, except for the times you did things like head sprung. <laughs> Mama said knock you out. I guess you would consider, he would consider that like a battle track. <laughs> Yo, okay, like if I really start going down LL Cool J's like, single discography. I well, alright, so here's, a, when's the last time LL really put out music? Fucking Headsprung. That's like, I'm not like, it's not even like, I don't know, like, Love You Better. I'm bad. <laughs> this nigga was Drake before there was a Drake, son, and that's why I said, like, you know, put some that's respect on, they put some respect on the man name, right? Like, I'm not trying to shit on this nigga, but, if we really start thinking about LL Cool J songs, 
something like a phenomenon. I guess you could <laughs> say like like a phenomenon. Come on, come on. All I my mean, heads know what the can, fuck I'm talking about. It might be cultural, but like his music is still still kind of pop. I, I guess you could say like, <laughs> right, can you be the godfather of pop rap and also just be a heavy battle rapper? Right. I feel like the two can. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. It. Okay, so he made it. He's proof that a battle rapper can go pop. What? What? <laughs> What's the discussion he wants us to have here? Yeah, I guess. I'm looking at his greatest hits catalog right now, and I'm not like no shade to. I don't know. I feel like this greatest hits discography list is this. This list is trash. I'm not even gonna try and use this as a reference. Uh, all the songs that I named just now are songs that everybody I know knows, and uh, <laughs> as if my group is mutually, <laughs> yeah, exclusively the arbiter of hot LL Cool J tracks. <laughs> but fuck out of here, LL. Stop it. Stop. Stop pretending. That's what you were. Everybody knows it. Big Daddy Kane knows it. KRS One knows it. Humo D knows it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just put him in his class, right? Like, and to his credit, he lasted a lot longer than some of them dudes in the game, right? Like, his reign on it, like, it was dope to get an LL feature in, like, 90-something. And when this nigga came out in the 80s. Like, and let's think about that. Like, we're still talking about LL, and this nigga came out in the 80s. Yup. He was, like, the first artist on Def Jam Records. Like, so... Put some respect on the man name, but L, stop, stop pretending. You mean it's a pop rap, dude? It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Drake still does it. Right. There's a, there's a place for right. it in this world. This nigga, I'm, I'm a pop star, not a doctor. Yeah. Uh, speaking of rap, <sighs> it's not funny. We gotta say R.I.P. to Black Rob. I don't even necessarily know what he passed from. I saw he was in the hospital just recently. But yeah, no, that's two legends who we have lost in the last month. So it's a shame, man. Give them their flowers while they're still here, I guess, as they say. I don't, I feel like I fucked that saying up, but you know what I mean. DMX is being honored in a hip hop museum that is coming to the Bronx and he will be, you know, honored on opening day at that hip hop museum. Is it going to be like the Hip Hop Hall of Fame? Um, is there a Hip Hop Hall of Fame? I don't know. Um, <laughs> there also needs to be an Internet Hall of Fame. That was what I was thinking of earlier. There needs to be an Internet Hall of Fame. Key memes, gifts, videos, just and it has to, of course, be virtual. I'm immediately thinking about how big this complex is gonna need to be. Because you're Dude, gonna have how many servers are you gonna need? Right, but like you're gonna have how many servers. <laughs> like I'm thinking about like an actual tangible like brick and mortar place. Where that would defeat the purpose of the internet. That does kind of defeat the purpose. <laughs> so it's like a virtual like. Yeah, no, we can build a virtual building mm. and then do virtual tours through the virtual building to look at the virtual art that's Damn. hanging on the virtual walls. Yeah. 
and we can put their hash their their handle underneath of that. So while you're going through the virtual museum, you can virtually communicate with them by virtually texting them through their virtual Twitter handle. And yet there's still gonna be a line somehow. Oh man, that wouldn't oh god, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> Anyway, Alfred Molina spoils Spider-Man. How? How? Okay, so who is Alfred Molina? He played Dr. Octavius okay. in Spider-Man 2, the uh, okay. Tobey Maguire one. Okay. You know how they don't want us is to... Is it a spoiler spoiler? Like, damn, I don't even need to go see the movie No, it's just like... Alright. He's basically just like... Yeah, they told me to not say anything, but the boot, but my part starts right as I'm in the river at the end of Spider-Man 2. So this nigga straight up just came out and was like, okay, so... So here's how, here's where I'm at. I'm not gonna tell y'all the movie, but my part, though, and my part... Starts right here. Right here. You remember the last time y'all saw me? We pick up right where we left off. And he was like, look, I don't have the same physicality I did 17 years ago, but I mean, the tentacles do all of the destroying and work for me. Uh... Kevin Feige's real bad. Big bad. You know who else is big mad? The strippers at the local strip club in Atlanta that Usher uh, visited. You want to know why? You want to know why they those were, were mad? Not, those were not hundos with Franklin on them. Oh, so you know why they were mad. They were not hundos Look, with Franklin on them. It's not a secret. <laughs> Usher allegedly was They were caught. hundos with his own damn face on them. <laughs> Usher allegedly was caught. Tipping strippers with fake money, fake currency, that had his face printed on them. <laughs> if you're gonna do that, Yo. at least like just Yo. like like give a real one too. What did what did Jay Lynn and Jacoby do? Boss move or soft move? Boss, soft move or boss move? <laughs> <laughs> Can we borrow that Jay Lynn Jacoby? <laughs> Total so is that a soft move? Alright, it depends. Does it depend? I think because it's are... a boss move if he has like a bag and like half of it's real money mm. and half of it's usher. <laughs> it's a soft move if he just does it. It's, it's a soft move all the way it's around. Soft move all around. Yo, because look, all right. So it first just, of all, he's got to be promoting. These something. are working women, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Know? No, I remember because he's a resident. He's doing a residency in Vegas. Yeah. So he was doing this as a way to promote his oh, residency so this was in, in Vegas? Vegas. Okay. Okay. See, I thought this was a Atlanta strip club. No, this uh, was. Let me get my fact right sorry <laughs> so at his Vegas residency that's almost even skeevier right it might have been an Atlanta strip club and he has a Vegas residency I just know he has a Vegas residency and then at a strip club he threw fake dollars with his yeah <laughs> Please tell me he was sing tipping and everything while oh. they were playing his music because yeah. they knew he was there. This shit is so wild Ooh. that like Chris Brown and Twenty One Savage have taken to the internet and they're posting pictures of like you know them with Ush Bucks. <laughs> Everybody's calling it Ush Bucks. I wonder how much they'll get sold for. Oh my god, as an NFT. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, come on, Usher, what are you doing? <laughs> We need to get one for the for the for the doing? internet hall of fame. Can you send us a JPEG? <laughs> it's fucking crazy, yo. It's fucking crazy. You know what else is crazy? Break.
Little boxes on the hillside, little boxes made of ticky-tacky, little boxes on the hillside, little boxes all the same. There's a green one, and a pink one, and a blue one, and a yellow one. Little boxes on the hillside, little boxes all the same. Little tick-tock on the app site, little talk-tick on the app I see, and talk-tick, there's a video, little talk-tick, all the same. Alrighty. So, as I was saying before we left off, what's wild to me is the impact that TikTok has had on music. It almost seems like if you can get your song to go viral on TikTok, then your music career is set, or so you would think. Yeah. Right. Like you would, you you would seem like it's perfect for breakthroughs. I was reading an article on hotnewhiphop.com dot com look at me being you know the groundbreaking journalist I am um, no I was reading this article about like TikTok's music takeover in hip hop specifically really has like especially with the case of Lil Nas X right like the prodigal son of the TikTok yeah influence his shit going viral on there really made that old town road thing like and his ability coupled with his ability to really kind of command and understand how the internet spectrum that he travels in works yeah um shit the internet in general right like and montero like his brand and controversy is so good that Montero is literally being pulled off of streaming services as we speak, right? Like, that song, the controversy around that song got so big that they pulled that shit off of streaming sites. I don't know. um, We'll have to put an update in as to whether or not that issue has been resolved. But as of the moment, it looks like, yeah, you won't be able to stream that shit anymore because of the controversy attached to it. So I wonder if that means, like, what that means for the sound as they call it on TikTok. If you can get your song attached to some kind of like dance routine or like, you know, with the uh, flip the switch trend. You Whatever can, challenge there is. Yeah, did you, were you, so do you use the app at all? Like, have, nah. do, but you see TikTok yeah. stuff, right? On Instagram where everything gets reposted. As a matter of fact, Instagram unveiled a new uh, feature on the app where you can now remix somebody's Instagram reel or their Instagram story or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. If this isn't going to lead to social bu- cyberbullying. No. Yo, it's Insta- it's TikTok duets, yo. Like, it's literally, so you know how on TikTok you can do a duet with somebody's video? Like, you can take a video alongside somebody else's video? 
Did not know that. For real? Okay, yeah. So that's one of the features of the app is you can duet, as they call it, which is where you take a video alongside. So you could dance or sing with somebody else, essentially. But people use it for all kinds of, like, funny and artistic things. Yeah. Right? Well, you can now do that on Instagram because all Facebook does is steal other apps' ideas so they can crush the market. It's called Instagram Remixes. (laughs) With these challenges and stuff that you can do using the features of TikTok and everything like that, it really did help boost these songs and stuff, right? Because a lot of the challenges and trends are attached to the song or the sound that's being used. So um, when it comes to new content or new music, like it has the ability to make old songs trend again on the bill and it constantly it has consistently been a feature of old songs trending again on the billboard top 100 and it's also been a great way for smaller little known like soundcloud artists and stuff like that um you know like we said lil nas x uh the article listed bb knows um and flow millie from the article and, uh yeah, the hot new hip-hop the article, article that we read though it yeah. almost makes it sound like if you need to for this to get for your tiktok moment of fame to matter yeah they have to make sure that they read your name and not just go oh yeah it's this song Exactly, because um, in the case of, what was it, Cookie Kawaii, like... Like, Old Town Road is a very recognizable song yeah. name. Yeah, and Lil, but also Lil Nas X is, like, you know, a brand attached to that song. Exactly. They were talking about how um, Cookie Kawaii said she didn't even know her song was going viral when it initially went yeah. viral. She wasn't receiving any of the credit for it at first. So... Um, there's that issue attached to it as well. But, you know, you have famous people like Drake, whose, you know, song Flip the Switch was attached to yeah. that Flip the Switch challenge or whatever. The Savage challenge, Buss It, yep. Erica Banks and everything like that. I guess the question becomes, is it sustainable? Like, it, so it is, it's proven that if you can get a good trend going with your song in it, that it's a great way to break through. Well, right? Lil Nas X used his TikTok fame to get himself famous on other platforms. Right, right. And that so seems to be the key. That's part of the sustainability of it, right? But even, uh, they were even talking about that, right? And like... Are you going to be TikTok famous or are you just going to be famous? Because uh, Sada Baby was already like an established rapper, as they said before, whole lot of choppers went viral on... TikTok, his next most popular song, they said it that has three times the amount of streams as his next most popular song, which I can't even remember the title of. And I'm not gonna, like, it's not like I don't listen to this it. This reminds me a lot of 90s like, alternative rock. <laughs> yeah, it's like that time, that's Except exactly it's what more, it feels it's, like. it's less disappointing for the consumer because you didn't have to buy a whole CD. That's what it was like VH1, like MTV era, where there were like a lot of one hit wonder videos yep. that went viral and were like trending and we were all like, yeah, let me hear that Smashing Pumpkin song again. Yo, like, don't, don't pick that. Don't pick on that. That band's great. That band's got a lot of songs. That band has a lot of songs. That's cultural, right? I guess that's cultural. 
My favorite songs by them, man. I feel like hip hop is in that era right now. Like this is that's the era of hip hop we're in. If you want to compare it, as we're constantly doing, comparing it to like rock music, we're in that late '90s, maybe mid '90s, like early 2000s era of rock music where we got a lot of these indie experiments and stuff like that, and it feels like. I was wondering if you use the app, right? Because I can, this article is about the hip hop, like the influence TikTok has had on hip hop. Mm -hmm. But I know there are- I know from a rock side though, like rock bands don't generally just like pump out one hit wonders and then are never heard from again. While there are a lot, not anymore. Cause like the rock bands that make, like make it. Yeah. Like they make it because they're like rock isn't the thing going viral right that's what i'm saying so i feel like yeah that's true because rock isn't as saturated as it used to be right kids want to be like these alternative artists now where like even if you do play an instrument your main aspect i guess is your vocals right like it's all about vocals even in rap music right now vocals is the thing because everybody wants to be special everybody wants to be (laughs) melodic and shit like that I was wondering if you used the app because I wanted to know if you had seen any particular like rock songs going viral on there. Like I almost should I should have looked into the Billboard influence and seen if <sighs> I'm trying to figure out like the last major mainstream rock song. And for some, and I doubt, I know there's one that came out afterwards, but for some reason, the last one I'm thinking of is Paralyzer. I'm your paralyzed, but I seem to be Damn. struck by you. <laughs> what is that? Who is that? Fucking Finger Eleven or yeah. something? God damn. Jesus, that was that's the last rock song you want to say went viral? So or like was like always on that I can remember. Because then there's a lot of things that are even really hard to qualify as rock. That's what I was going to say. I guess you don't count any, like, Americana as rock then. Or, like, any uh, folk music, I guess. It depends on the sound. Like, it really depends on the sound. That's fair. Like, when it comes to, like, rock and folk and bluegrass and... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, that kind of stuff. There's a lot of... That Clarence... You know it when you hear it. Creedwater revival. You know it when you hear it. Yeah. Yeah, like Credence. Credence is rock, is despite Creedence. the fact that they okay. sound like I straight like bluegrass. Huh? <laughs> I said Clarence. It's Creedence. <laughs> CCR also acceptable. <laughs> That's fair. But they're rock, even though they sound like they live in a van down by the river. Like yeah, but like, is CCR going viral on TikTok? That's no. what I want to know. Like, <laughs> is there are there songs? Look for my non hip for our non hip hop listeners out there. Are there rock songs that are going viral on TikTok that we don't know about? Like, is the influence... I'll learn. I'll have to download this app. I guess what I want to know is, is it too early to call TikTok like the new MTV? (laughs) Like, if it's having this much of an influence on the music industry. Banky, let us know. Have you learned any new songs (laughs) while you're watching TikTok? And pooping. I've like I've picked up a lot of indie music on like sales that uh there's 
Yeah, By AWOL Nation? No, no. There's a, there's a band called Sales that had a couple of songs go viral on TikTok that I really liked. And they're like this like soft indie rock kind of thing. I'll let you listen to a couple of songs off mic. I really like them. And I'm wondering if there's more of that on TikTok. Is TikTok's influence on the kind of music people are listening to right now that like strong? Is it that impactful? Because the way this article is set up, it almost makes you feel like if you're pop or you're hip hop right now, then the way to break through is definitely to get a song going viral on TikTok. So I was wondering if you felt it was the same way on the like punk rock side of things. And maybe is that what rock music needs is to start getting like trends attached to like i guess dance challenges may be a little bit more difficult with rock songs but it wouldn't not... be a dance challenge it would be like do this thing with this song as a soundtrack exactly like so i'm wondering is that kind of thing happening on it's gotta be right like so is like that... here's a stupid one i just thought of off the top of my head like you and your girlfriend, you know, kiss while you're at a rock show in Blake 182. <laughs> there you go. Kiss again at the rock show. Uh, okay, right, but that's a okay. So I see where you're going with it, though, right? And uh, I feel like that could be a thing. And we were talking about how rock music needs a resurgence, a revival, if you will. <laughs> could this be it? <laughs> Could this be how rock music gets its leg in the game again? Or is TikTok's influence overhyped by this article? You know what I mean? Well, rocks, I learned about my rock through Discover Weekly. And I feel like rock bands, as long as they're good and they actually can like get signed and get some support, their music will get heard eventually. That's so, how I feel. Do you think TikTok has more or less of an influence on discovering new music than Spotify? For new music, yeah. You think it has more or less? More impact. Especially for hip-hop and stuff like that. Yeah. Rock doesn't really date itself. Mm. It kind of just... It always feels like the 70s. Okay, rock from the 90s on <laughs> doesn't really date itself. Because it, once you... Ah. Get, I don't know, yo. Sometimes when we're listening to the Strokes, I feel like <laughs> well, they do that on purpose. <laughs> That's fair. Like they go for a a classic. I feel like sound. mountain chops and handlebar mustaches. I li I, I slightly resent that. <laughs> Mostly because I can't grow mutton chops. <laughs> There's only so much you can do with a guitar, a bass, a singer, and a drum set. Mm. That's a huge spectrum. But once, like, rock just, just start grabbing guitars, everybody. Hit some shit with sticks. <laughs> but do you feel like TikTok would help with that? Or do you feel like TikTok, and so I feel like essentially what you're saying is TikTok and rock music aren't going to mesh the same way that hip hop and pop meshed with TikTok. I think the only way that rock would be, you can't just have a video of like the band playing anymore. I don't know, maybe, like, especially in short form, like, TikTok, like, a couple, like, 
a 15, because it's what, like 15 seconds to like a minute? Yeah. Now you can go on that bitch. Like a minute of just like jam sessions. Like, I, it's possible, right? I just wonder, like, of course, the sustainability, especially when we're comparing it to that early 2000s era rock scene. You know what the first video on MTV was, right? Video Killed the Radio Star. By Buggles. Huh? Buggles. Buggles? I was going to say Flocking Seagulls. Or the Flock of Seagulls. (laughs) They get the credit for all the other 80s songs. (laughs) And I ran ran so far away. What do you think? TikTok running away with the music industry? Or... I think... Is it just a passing trend? I think it's going to just become another outlet. I think it's going to become one of those things where, you know, you have your... Anytime you're hitting a share thing, it's like, share on Insta, Twitter, Facebook. It's going to have another immediate... So it's just another uh, outreach tool. Yeah, I think it'll become... I'm not going to say it's the thing, but it's going to be a thing. So, but you think it is a good... Do you think it is a good tool? Do you think... Artists coming up now should focus on trying to make a song go viral on TikTok. Not maybe, maybe not focus, but use that as a strategy. They should put it in a bullet when they take the shotgun approach at life. <laughs> you think that's a viral? But do you think that is a viable strategy, the TikTok approach? I think it really is is a case by case and how the artist plays it. I think Lil Nas X, as far as sustainability. Has yeah. done it about as well as anybody. Or as anybody could. Yeah. Right? Anybody who is new to the game. Yeah. Because the game itself is also new. Yeah. Well, yeah, the app is new. This whole market is still very fresh, and none of it is normal. normal. You guys be safe. Especially giving Satan a lap dance. Jesus. Deuces. Jesus. Look, it's a flood! It's a flood! It's flooding! Get away! Quick, we need to get to higher ground! Open the floodgates!